Hey girl, welcome to the Fearless Chick Podcast, a place just for women, so we can have real conversations about our journeys and our day-to-day lives, weekly inspiration, and practical tips to live our lives fearlessly. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas Cromartie, life coach, author, and speaker. For more information, visit our website at aliciacromartie.com. Don't be scared. We are fearless. Let's jump all the way in. Welcome back to the Fearless Chick Podcast. This is Alicia Cromartie, your host. I'm so glad that you are continuing to join me, particularly for this series called Shift. Season, healing, inspiration, fear, and timing. And so this is episode three that we are going to talk about healing. Ooh, this one is tough. And I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to be very vulnerable with you. I'm going to share with you some of the pains that I've been through in hopes that it will show you that all of us are dealing with something. All of us have things that are holding us back from where we really need to be, where we really need to go. And that's keeping us away from being fearless. We're going to jump in. And I look forward to you sharing your thoughts and experiences um, throughout this series. H in shift is for healing. As I was on my journey, right after I left my superintendent job and trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, that I needed to heal from a few things if I was going to be able to move forward and really get the level of clarity that I was looking for to move forward in my life. One of the biggest things that I had to heal from is I didn't realize that I didn't really value myself. I didn't really understand my self-worth as much as it might have appeared, as much as I might have thought myself because I have confidence and I believe that I'm beautiful and I'm smart and I know all of these great things about myself. But when it came to work, when it came to some of my relationships, I was allowing people to treat me in ways that suggested I didn't really know my worth. And as I look back now on those things, it seems so abundantly clear. But when I was in the midst of that, I didn't quite get it. So the first thing I had to do was to understand and get over the fact that I didn't need to have a title and a bunch of awards in order to feel valued, to feel worthy. Even in doing this work as a life coach, I thought nobody's going to listen to me because I didn't have a title. And so I had to heal from that and begin to think about what do I bring to the table? What are those qualities, those characteristics that allowed me to be successful when I had those titles? title or not, I'm still the same person. I am still the smart, the brilliant, the talented, beautiful, wonderful person that I am and that I showed up to be when I was in those roles. And obviously, I'm not saying that to be conceited or pompous, but that's just confidence and knowing who I am and knowing what I bring to the table. The second hurt that I had to overcome was that I had just lost a statewide campaign in 2014. May not have ever run for office before, but it takes a lot of courage to run for office, period. It takes courage and extreme audacity, I would say, to run statewide, especially in your 30s. Um, Most candidates are not 30-something. They're not women. They're not 
African-American. And so this was a huge feat. It required me to raise a lot of money and do a whole lot of things. And so I was working a lot on education when I was in the legislature and frankly, grossly misunderstood. Um, And I'm not going to use this podcast to try to defend myself because it is what it is. And I believe in what I believe and can't nobody do nothing about it. But I was grossly misunderstood, which caused me a lot of political problems. It wasn't the loss of the campaign itself. It was the way I was treated during the campaign from people who were at my wedding or threw me a baby shower who wouldn't even return my calls because it wasn't politically expedient to support me in this particular race. For them, the consequences were too great. They were being threatened with their own reelection campaigns or just wasn't the cool thing to do to support my campaign. That hurt. It took me a long time to even come out in public, really. I stopped doing a lot of public events because I just, I was hiding, frankly. I had to heal from that and I had to be able to look in the mirror and say what those people said about you, the lies that were told during the campaign, that's not who you are. That loss does not define you. And there is no reason for you to hide. You are still Alicia. You still bring these amazing things to the table. And so you need to get up, dust yourself off and go show your face and be proud of who you are. So that took some time to heal. Another thing that I had to heal from was my upbringing. So remember, I'm going through this shift and that I'm leaving this job. I'm having trouble in my marriage. Things are just challenging. And so one of the things that I had to face as I started going to therapy during this time was that there were some patterns that I grew up seeing in my household. And this is going to sound crazy, but it's my truth. I didn't realize were problematic until I was 40. Yeah, I said that. I'm 41 now. So it wasn't until last year that I realized some of the things that I saw growing up were actually not healthy and not appropriate. And in fact, the way that we would communicate with each other in my family wasn't always healthy. Uh, What we would do is we'd be upset with one another. You might say something that was really mean. And then the next day you apologize and everything is all forgiven and everybody moves on. Except the pain didn't go away from what that person said. And so I learned from being a child that you could just say things, say whatever's on your mind, say what's on your heart and wherever it lands, however it lands is okay. And then if it hurts somebody, just apologize and keep it moving. Never thinking about the impact of those words. And so as challenging as my marriage was, I had to look at myself and say, what is it that you're doing to contribute to this situation, Alicia? How did you contribute to the pain that was caused to the other person? And so all of those things required time and prayer and healing. The final thing that I want to talk about in terms of my own healing, and this is so powerful, are the limiting beliefs that I had that kept me from even doing this podcast that kept me from launching this coaching business. Because despite the work that I had done, my accomplishments, I've been in Essence and Ebony and Mary Claire magazines, plaques all over the wall, blah, 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 blah. I thought that without a title, that what I had to say wouldn't resonate with you. Who was going to listen to a podcast from a used-to-be superintendent, from a used-to-be state representative? Because those were my own limiting beliefs that I needed to heal from in order to sit here today and talk to you. 
And so I want to ask you a question. For those of you being blessed by this podcast, being impacted, inspired, moved by this podcast, can you imagine if I hadn't healed from that thinking? So the question for you is, what are the things in your past? What are your limiting beliefs that are holding you back? What are those things that you need to heal from that if in fact you don't, you are not going to be able to get to the other side? What are the words? What are the thoughts? What are the things from your past that are limiting you, keeping you away from what it is that you're supposed to be doing on the other side of this shift? Jim Rohn says that life and business is like the changing seasons. You cannot change the seasons but you can change yourself. Therein lies the opportunity to live an extraordinary life, the opportunity to change yourself. This episode is focused on healing and the ability to change yourself. Because if you're going to get to the other side, do that thing that you really want to do, leave that job, leave that relationship, be excited about the relationship that you are now in, the new job that you have, Baby, you got to let go of some of that stuff that you're still holding on to that's holding you back. And so here are a few things that I want you to do. First, I want you to recognize those hurts from your past. What am I talking about? Those childhood experiences, past relationships where somebody hurt you and did some long-term damage. Maybe the last job that you were in that you were very much undervalued, very much disrespected, overlooked. So you're carrying some of that hurt and that pain in your current job or in your current relationship. You're still carrying around things that happened to you when you were a child and you are treating all the people around you wrong because that's how you grew up. Because of the pain that someone put on you. And as you know, hurt people hurt people. Second, I want you to acknowledge your role in it. Is it all their fault? How did you contribute to the hurt, the situation, the job loss, the relationship loss? How did you contribute to that? Number three, I want you to ask for feedback from those around you. And so this is a time where you really have to be vulnerable, right? You really have to sit down with your husband or your partner, your best friend and say, you know, I'm trying to do some self-work and I want you to talk about the things that you see, behaviors that I have that could be detrimental to my success, success in work, success in life, success in relationships. Ask for that feedback. You can also, of course, ask for affirming things, things that you're doing well, but I want you to give them the space to be completely honest with you so that you can learn things about yourself that you may not realize. Number four, for those of you who are religious or spiritual people, I want you to ask God to reveal to you your hollow places. And what do I mean by that? Sometimes we have blind spots that we don't really see. And your friends or people that you ask for feedback are going to be helpful in this, especially after you pray this prayer there may be some things that you just need to figure out on your own, that you're going to need to make some connections. Your prayer or your meditation should be to ask God or the universe to show you your hollow places, the places where there's some emptiness, there are some voids that are causing you to act in a way that is not 
in your best interest. That is not a depiction of who you are. And then when you say that prayer, then you have to be open to hearing and seeing because what will happen is the messages are going to come. You know, whether it's the way you interact with the guy at the gas station or when you pick up your kids from school, you know, how you treat your family when you get home, what you're saying at sorority meeting, it's going to show up. So once you pray the prayer, do the meditation, be aware, be open so that you can hear what the messages are. Number five, look for patterns in your personal and professional life. And so just as I said, the example of when I was growing up, we just kind of said whatever. So if you know me, you know that sometimes my tongue can be abrasive and my intentions are always good. I'm always trying to advocate for the least of these. I'm always trying to do what's right. But sometimes my tone, sometimes my choice of words isn't always the best. And so how does that show up in my relationships? How does that show up? in my job situations when I'm talking to someone who reports to me. My husband used to say to me, you know, I don't want you to be Alicia Thomas Morgan, which for him, that means the elected official, the boss, you know, when you're at home, I just want you to be my wife. And it was hard for me to hear that at first because I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to get the business handled. I don't need you to be analyzing me. But the truth is I had to stop and think about How is he experiencing me? Whether I intend for it to be that way or not, he is the person that I love. And so therefore I have to pay attention to what he's saying because of what I'm saying and how I'm saying it hurts him or doesn't get the point across that I want. I'm definitely not going to get what I want anyway. So be open to those things. Look for patterns in your personal and professional life. Number six, decide Decide to let go of this pain, decide that you want to heal, and decide that you will change. Now, you can't do that by yourself. Let's be clear. I'm a big advocate of getting a life coach, which is what I do for a living. I'm also a big fan of going to therapy because some of us have some real stuff that we have to heal from. So, yeah, I have been in therapy for a year. Why? Because I had some stuff to work through. I'm not embarrassed about it. I have no shame. In fact, I'm proud of myself that I had the courage and I understood my responsibility to go and get some help to work through some of these things that have been happening in my life that I was in some ways unaware. That is what helped me in my journey as I was shifting, as I was trying to figure out who I am and what is my worth and all of those important things. So I want you to seek the help that you need wherever that comes from. Do the work. Do the work. This is not easy. But remember, as you're going through this shift, it's got to be done. Because the work part, right, when you're on the bench, this is the bench work. This is what you're doing while you're waiting for your opportunity, for that moment, for that thing that you've been praying for or working for. This is the work that has to happen while you are sitting on the bench so that when you do get into that next relationship, when you do walk into that next amazing job or when you start that company or write that book or whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, that you've been healed, 
that you can go in with a clear mindset, that you can be clear about who you are and where you are going, and that you can show up in your relationships in a healthy way so that you can attract healthy people, friendships, relationships, careers, job opportunities, do the work. And then the final part of that, as you decide to let go of the pain and heal and change, is that, of course, you have to be patient. Um, This is not work that happens overnight. When you start praying and asking to be shown your hollow places, it's going to take time for that to be revealed to you. When you have the courage to sit down with the people that you love and ask them for feedback, it's going to take time for you to really think about what they're saying, internalize that information, doing that work and having the patience to do the work is going to be absolutely critical. Vishen Lakiani, who you know is one of my favorite authors, says, hack your past with forgiveness. Hack your present with mindfulness. Hack your future with I am enough. So I hope that you heard something in this podcast that really speaks to you. Because so many of us are walking around holding on to pains, to hurts from things that people have done to us, perhaps that we've done to other people and holding on to that guilt. And it's keeping us from showing up and being our best selves. It's keeping us from getting the opportunities that we really want, that we've been praying for, because we're hurt. If you've been applying for job after job after job, and when you go to the interview and you're carrying the pain on your face, do you think somebody wants to hire somebody that looks pained and depressed? They don't need to know that it's taken you nine months to land a job. They need to feel when you walk in that room that I am confident I can do this job. But if you're showing up looking like sad sack, as my mama would say, you can't expect people to hire you to take you seriously, to feel like you can do something to make a difference in that role. Whether it's dating, whatever it is that you're doing, think about how you are showing up. And if there's some stuff that you need to heal from, some conversations that you need to have, ooh, Did I just touch a nerve? We're carrying stuff. People betrayed us. Friendships that we lost, that we miss. That girlfriend who you haven't talked to in six months and nobody wants to call the other person because of pride. But you're carrying around that hurt because you miss her. You miss the laughter and the get togethers and talking about your kids. You miss reminiscing about college and pushing each other and inspiring each other but you had one little falling out or she didn't call you that day or she missed your daughter's birthday or whatever the reason is, you're holding on to something that's hurting you, that's poisoning you. Someone has hurt you and you haven't forgiven them. And I think you've all heard the expression that when you don't forgive people, it's like drinking poison and thinking the other person is going to be affected. You are the one that's going to be affected because you are the one carrying around that pain. And so I want to encourage you to think, to pray, to meditate, to ask yourself, what is it that I am holding on to that I'm hurt about that I need to heal from? Do I need to go to therapy? Do I need to sit down and have that conversation? What do I need to do so that I can move past this period? I have some homework for you. So if you look in the show notes of this episode, 
And also on my website, I'm going to have a place where you can download this activity. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is to write down three limiting beliefs that you have that are standing in the way of you achieving what you want. What happened when you were a child that made you believe that you just needed to stick to the stuff that was comfortable, that you didn't need to take any risks? So what are those limiting beliefs that are standing in the way of you achieving what you really want? I want you to write three of those down. So for me, it was, I shouldn't start this podcast. I shouldn't try to coach women because I don't have a title and I don't have the big state rep platform anymore. Nobody's going to listen to me. That would be one of mine. Write three of those down. And then the second thing you're going to do is you're going to write three affirming statements that combat those beliefs. My example would be my story, my experiences are powerful. God has given me these tests so that I will have a testimony. And whether I have a title or not, what I have to share is meaningful and can change lives. And I'll rebuild my platform. Women will listen. So it doesn't have to be that long because y'all know I'm long-winded. But what are the three limiting beliefs that you have that are standing in the way of achieving what you want? And then what are three affirming statements that combat those beliefs? So you're going to do a one-to-one. So I want you to do that. I want you to take the time to do your homework. This is a part of the work that you do while you're on the bench. Think about those experiences that have hurt you in the past that you're still carrying and taking it out on other people because you might be that hurt person that's hurting other people. If you like this episode and this series, I want you to share it with other women you know who could use it because we all know women who are going through stuff, right? A bunch of my friends and I, we feel like we've been going through stuff for a couple of years. Share this with them. Share this episode Share it with your mama, your sister, your girlfriend. Share it with women who you know will benefit from this. And also, if you want more resources, I want you to visit my website. If you're interested in working with me directly as a life coach, you can sign up there and we can have a 30-minute clarity call just to talk about what you're experiencing and to see if it would make sense for us to work together. Go on my website and sign up for the Fearless community. That will allow you to join the list and you'll get weekly emails from me that are inspiring and uplifting and sometimes have a little homework because if you are committed to this shift if you are committing to being the best authentic self that you can be it's going to require you to do some work and also coming soon I'm going to be doing a 21-day guide to finding your fearless. I'll, of course, let you know when that is official, but just giving you a sense of what's to come. So as usual, I want you to keep sharing. I would love to hear your thoughts about this podcast and this series, so please be sure to email me at ceo at com. That's ceo at A-L-I-S-H-A. C-R-O-M-A-R-T-I-E dot com. I want to hear from you. And of course, if you post about it on social media, share this information, help me build the community so that we can continue to inspire other women to be fearless. And that includes you. Go and be fearless. (laughs) 
This is Alicia Cromartie, host of The Fearless Chick. Thanks for joining me and remember to share with your girlfriends, your sisters, all the women in your life who need to be fearless. And follow us on social media at Fearless Goals. Go be fearless.